Here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Monday. Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller. Talking sports with you for the next couple of hours, and we appreciate you giving us some of your uh, time. BMW Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. Alec Bussey covers Iowa State. He'll join us at 11.45, our only guest in the first hour of the program. 11.45, Alec Bussey previewing uh, the second half of Iowa State's season. Maybe he's got some intel on the secret scrimmage that took place against Creighton. We'll ask him. Um, but Alex Bussey and I was state at 11.45. To start the 12 o'clock hour, 12.02, 3, 4, or 5, uh, we will speak with Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. We moved some things around today. Wanna, if we have to shortchange, we're going to shortchange Bama as we recap. The which week. is tough to do. <laughs> which is tough to do. Mr. Monday Night better uh, have a uh, uh, short script when it comes to that uh, Monday Night game and his projection as to how it's going to play out. But Doc will join us at 12.02, then Bama Bob at 12.30, Mr. Monday Night, before we get out of here at 1. That's how the show shapes up. We do have more opportunities to win some NIL money. We'll have a couple. And then, of course, Murphy and Andy with two and the drive with Heather and Sean. All right, the game is over. We know how it ended. Uh, I saw your Twitter. I saw Twitter. It was active over the weekend. You've had 48 hours. Yeah. Where are you? It's still pissed off. You can you have every right to be, but the call was right. It wasn't. It You're, wasn't because of this. Okay. This is a judgment call. This is a judgment No, it's call. not a judgment call. Trent, it once a... you wave your hand, it's over. And don't tell me. When, when Cooper DeGene and Kirk Ferentz went in front of the media and said, I was just doing it to keep my balance, please. Okay. I've watched you play 21 games. As soon as you wave your hand, it becomes an illegal catch. You can point. Yes. But you can't wave your hand. And when you don't have the rule right in front of me. But I'm anxious. I'm all ears. I'm all ears. If I'm wrong, I want to be told why. Go. He was running. Okay. Absolutely. And yes. But is that reviewable? And that's yes. He, no. It a is fair, a fair catch. Is reviewable? No, it's not. It's a dead ball play. Here's why it's reviewable. This is no different than when an empty hand comes forward in the quarterback. You let the play play out. Empty hand is it? A, is it a tuck rule or is it a fumble? A receiver catches the ball. Has he made a football move? Ball is on the ground. DB picks it up, runs the other way. You let the play play out, and then you go to review. It's reviewable 100% of the time. That's not even an argument. That's not an argument. Receiving team advancing after a fair catch signal. Yes, it's that's not reviewable. A, that, it's okay, right fine, but that's not a fair catch. It was an invalid fair catch. And that's the sticking point. No, that's it's the... not. It's the part of the rule. It's no. not a fair catch, Trent. It's an invalid fair catch. There. Per- period. End of sentence. It's invalid. It's the right call. It's a call we never see. I'll give you that. Once you call Poison or Peter, you can't advance the football. Mm-hmm. But there it is you a go. rule that is not stated. It is a rule that is not used. There are a half dozen instances just on Saturday where that rule was okay. not implemented. Let me stop you right there. That half dozen, do you have them in your mind, the half dozen? Mm-hmm. Were any of them advanced? Yes. You're sure? Four of them were. Okay, then they got it wrong four times. Mm-hmm. Now, and I don't know that for a fact. I want to go back and check that. You, once, you, once you wave your arms, you can't run, you can't advance the football. Right. It's in the rules. Here's another thing, another sticking point. 
they went to, according to Kurt Ferentz, they went to review if he stepped out of bounds. But who, how, does, how, does that, how does that official know? The guy that, the guy that here's my question. I don't know the answer to this. When the, when the official signals to the white hat, the play is under review. Do all the officials on the field get that in their, in their earpiece? Do they have an earpiece? How would that guy know? They all and have headsets di- on. But what difference does it make? Right. So if that's Kirk the Ferris- problem, though. That, because you go back and you see a play. Are you allowed to look at every single angle, every single part of the play? Well, we were looking at this, but this was actually wrong, so we're going to fix that part. I don't know. I don't know the yeah, answer I, I to that. I think the answer is yes. So you can go back and look at every single instance of it. If I, you go to see if a guy crossed the goal line. Yeah. And when you're looking there. Is some, his knee down? There was another infraction that happened. Well, then you're not going to call holding. You can't call holding. No, you can't. You know why? Because it's a judgment call. And this was a judgment call. Trent. He was running with the football. And was yes, he waving his arm? I believe he was. Okay, then that's all it was. I, I believe matters. he was, but... No, it's not believe. You can see him doing this constantly. He waves it at least three... And does. above the shoulder, below the shoulder does not matter one bit. If I see that again on Twitter, my head's going to explode. Try to point and run. What do you do? You just Your arm has to be stationary? Right? Do you run with your arm stationary? Doesn't matter. With do, do you run with your arm stationary? No, I move my arms of up course. and down, but not not like that. that. That's not how we did it, though. But he's yelling at the players. Yes, Peter, poison, poison, Peter. As soon as he does that, the play's over. You can't advance. It's simple. It's judgment. And no, you, it's not. It absolutely judgment. is. It absolutely is. Okay. Did, and you your judgment- field, did you see the field level angle? Yes. Yeah. He's waving his arm. He is absolutely not. At that angle, you cannot tell that. You cannot have but definitive you know what, proof that that's what it is. So what? I, there's, a, there's another angle from above. And when they look at the replay, maybe they looked at the ground angle. Maybe they looked at the replay from the side. Maybe they looked at it from the other end zone. They found something that shows that he's waving his arm. And he, Desheen said he's waving his arm. He said, I'm waving my arm for my balance, which is BS. But he's still waving his arm. He's waving his arm. Run with one hand out, pointing exactly like him, and see what your arm does. But he's, he's pointing and yelling, poison, yes. poison, poison. Which you can do. You right, can't point. But then you can't advance the ball. Yes, you can. No, you can't. You can't. If you have an invalid fair catch, you can't. But if you point at the football, you can advance the football. That's not the but rule. But how do you know he's pointing at the football? What is the official going to do? He's got to instantly say he pointed at the Boy, football. Boy, it sounds like he... we're talking about a judgment call again, aren't we? But big deal. All calls are judgment calls. Pass interference is a judgment call. And it's not Roughing reviewable. the passer is a judgment call. it's not call. reviewable. But this is because it's in the, you can't advance it. It's a reviewable play. I saw you saying, somebody showed me on Twitter it's reviewable. You know what? And they did. And they did. And? It's reviewable. It is. It's reviewable. Receiving team advancing after a fair catch signal. Not an illegal fair catch signal. Invalid. Invalid. No, it doesn't say that on here. This is the exact terminology. Receiving team advancing after a fair catch signal. Not an invalid one. No, Trey. A fair catch signal. Look, that was not a fair catch signal. It was an invalid one. Yes. But it was not a fair catch signal. You can Again, we're getting it. into the ambiguity of this. And for the referee... Yeah, the booth. No, official. no, no, not the booth the, official. The that, booth official, a Minnesota grad. To so make what? This, <laughs> so what? Two guys called the game. What, you had no big deal last week about two guys calling the game. Did they determine the game? Does it matter? Yeah, they're on the. No, of course not. Officials yeah. don't determine that. But he, and, oh, he he lives in Lincoln. So what? Hmm. So what? It's interesting. The official Tim O'Day.
Yeah, I'm okay. And you're going to go back and give me his resume? He's a human being. He's made multiple mistakes over his career. Big deal. Multiple mistakes. Okay, big deal. Major mistakes. Okay. What and he screwed Iowa last year. Well, so what? That's that, not part of the conversation? He, do you think he purposely screwed Iowa last year? Do you really, in, the, in your heart of hearts, think that he saw Jack Campbell making a play? When it happens back-to-back years, it makes you wonder. Oh, come on. But was it Tim O'Dell? Who was the replay official? Uh, guy that's a Minnesota guy. So who made the call? Sure, him. Was it Tim O'Day? No. Well, then what's, what's Tim O'Day in the conversation for? Are they buddies? <laughs> Good God. You know what you sound like? I wish you would have brought the tinfoil. Who still has the tinfoil hat? What I'm color fine. did we give it to last year? I'm fine. No, you're not. You're wrong. What am I wrong about? I that read you the right rule. Exactly. No, you didn't. Here's Re- receiving team advancing oh after God. a fair catch signal. That's reviewable. Dang not me. an invalid fair catch signal. That is not... That does not it's, say anything I mean, about that being valid. It doesn't. Again, so what's your beef? That you can't review it? Right. The play was ruled dead at that point. You can't advance it. Here it is, right here. I've got it in front of me. Uh, the receiver, the receiver, let me turn it this way. I see the damn thing. I hate getting old. Um, the receiver is allowed to point at the ball as mm-hmm. long as his hands remain below the shoulder. And there's no waving motion. Any waving of the arm should be construed as a signal, uh, either valid or invalid, including waving of the arms to get away, but merely pointing at the ball is not a signal. It's an invalid signal. Note the player does not commit a, a foul, doesn't commit a foul, there was no penalty given, thus there's no penalty involved. You can replay this. It's a dead ball foul. You can t- go back and look. I'm looking at the rule book right now, and we read it differently. It's as simple as that. And it's a bigger question. What? Why is this part reviewable? Pass interference isn't. Holding isn't. Why is this reviewable? Well, I don't know that. Because the rule book does not say that invalid fair catches are reviewable. It says that a fair catch signal is reviewable. That's what it is. And that's what we're getting into here. It's terminology. Look, grand scheme of things, I was sucked. Deacon Hill is awful. He's the worst the quarterback I've ever seen play in this state. Yeah, they're, they're, it's not even close. Yes. It's not close. Right. Your offensive coordinator is incompetent. Your head coach is tripling, quadrupling, quintupling down on the awfulness of his son. Mm-hmm. That and is what did we start? To, we spent the first 12 minutes arguing about the call, right. like the entire state did over right. the weekend, yeah. right? Uh, and, 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 it's, and what the focus should be on, A, I think it should be on LeVar Woods, personally, because... Cooper DeGene has to know that, and he didn't know that, apparently. Um, so he doesn't, he doesn't uh, escape this, but clearly he's way down the list as far as Kirk Ferentz, Brian Ferentz, Beth Getz. She's got to get involved in here, too, because she's going to be given the job. I don't know how this is going to resolve itself, but he shouldn't be back this year. No. There's no way in hell he can ever come back next year. Nope. Deacon Hill, if... You guys are at Wrigley Field a week from Saturday, and you watch Deacon Hill trot under the field with the starting quarterback. There should be a mutiny. Yeah, absolutely. There should be a mutiny. Yes. You can't do that. You can't to him, Mm -hmm. and you can't to the program. Joe Labus is as good as gone. Well, I I was told that. Yeah. Yeah. So? No, I'm not saying don't play him. He's still a scholarship quarterback. Mm -hmm. And if he's so terrible, and you believe he's so bad, you just brought in a guy. You just recruited a guy that you believed was good enough to play in your program. Yeah, he's young. Mm-hmm. And Marco Lyonez. And if he sucks so bad, that is now your fifth straight recruiting miss. Yep. That's on the coaching staff. It is. That's on you. If he's that terrible, mm-hmm. that he can't be better than the worst college quarterback we've seen. I, I, I don't want to be hyperbolic here. 
I can't think of a worse college quarterback I have ever seen I, I, in my life. I can't. I tried to over the weekend. There I isn't couldn't. anybody no. that has numbers like this. No, you you're, you would die right now for Spencer Peters to still be in game shape. <laughs> right. You would. That is how bad this is. Uh-huh. It is brutal. He can't complete passes. He no. is not. He has nothing that you want. And that's what you did? You went out there, John Butter, oh, I recruited this kid. Let's go mm-hmm. get him. That's what you did? And did they really, truly... Knowing was... that you're getting damaged goods in Cade McNamara. Right. Well, and they did. And this is your plan. <laughs> that's true, too. Did they, in their... Did they... Was there really a competition between Hill and Labus? And Labus. Was there really? Well, and I've seen... I saw Kakert say this over the weekend, that after the spring, that Hill had won the backup job. But we got that depth chart. That came out Big Ten Football Media Days. And Labus was listed ahead of Hill. Mm-hmm. And that's what just sticks in my mind. Are we sure? Or was it kind of a throwaway line? Was it uh, Hill would be in front right? I, I don't remember the ter- terminology that was used. Joe Labus won a bowl game. Yep. Didn't turn it over. No. Nope. Didn't light it up. No. And, it, and Kirk last week, and it drove me nuts at the time. When Well, I, I don't know what the stats are, but I do know one stat. He didn't turn it over when he's talking about Deacon Hill against Wisconsin. Well, he had a... Interception that was dropped, and Mason Richmond made a great play to get away from the defensive lineman. Yep. He fumbled yep. a snap yep. that almost cost him the game. And, and, <laughs> Look a little bit deeper. I mean, just a little bit of simple. And then on top of it, then to say, oh, coordinator's not available this week. Come yeah, on. Really? After making, after making, that was policy for years during the bye week yes. that the coordinators would come out. That's a bad look. It's, this tells it me is. it's coming to an end, Trent. That's what it tells me. Do you? It does. It tells me that it's coming to an end. Like, Got to protect baby boy one yeah, more time. Yeah, I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can. I think this might. This I think this might cost cost both Ferences. Look, I think we're all Kirk Ferentz fans as the person. Yeah, um, I said a million times. I, I hated the whole Rabdo thing, right? That he stayed with uh, with Ginn Senior instead of coming back to your players. We can debate that, uh, but the money to the hospital, what he's done, blah blah blah. He's done a lot of good things. He has. His legacy is being tarnished right now. It is Trent. And here's the other thing: Hawkeye football. Will go on after Kirk Ferentz. Yes. Yeah. It will. Yes. And it'll be fine. It might be better. <laughs> because maybe they'll bring in a different style of quarterback. Maybe they'll actually keep up with 2023 and going forward instead of trying to still play 1980s, 90s football. Kansas, Get a quarterback. Kansas for a decade and a half was Morbin. In their first year, they suddenly were a team that moved the football. Now they still stunk defensively, but they could move the ball mm-hmm. with a bunch of also-rans, with a bunch of guys that weren't wanted, and they were able to figure out a way. Yeah. Georgia Southern a year ago, they transitioned from a triple option offense into a spread offense, and they put 41 points up on Nebraska and beat the Cornhuskers a year ago. It can happen. It doesn't take a lot. No. In today's era, you can change on the fly, and for the ability, year after year after year, to look at this and say, we're just going to do it again. Yeah. We're just going to execute football. better. Yep. We're going to execute better. Got some things to clean up. No. Your system is broken. It doesn't work. It doesn't. Every single defensive coordinator knows what's coming. Every single play. Ah, no, maybe that's a little over the top. But most of the time, they know what's coming. Stop the run. Your best two quarterbacks, arguably, Drew Tate, Brad yep. Banks. Two guys that can move around. I'd throw CJ in the mix. Too. A guy that can move around. Right. And since then... When's the athletic, last time they recruited an athletic quarterback? Marco Lyonez is a chubby dude. Deacon is a fat dude. Spencer Petrus has about as much athleticism as you in your 60s. Yeah, but I'd still love to. Now, come on now. <laughs> he, he does. You'd probably outrun him in a 40-yard dash. <laughs> that 
is what you've recruited over the last half decade. Those are the kind of people that you're bringing in. You're bringing in quarterbacks that can't move. In today's football, and year after year, that is your recruiting philosophy. Mm-hmm. We're going to get this statuesque quarterback, and that's what we're going to do. In today's college football, there's not another college program out there that does that. Yet Iowa does time in and time out. You're right. The game has passed him by. Yes. And they're 6-2, and two, yes. and they could be 7-1, and one, right. and on and on and on. But offensively, what they have wasted over the last four years with these elite-level defenses and special teams and this inept offense, yep. because baby boy... God forbid we push him out the door. Don't want to make our baby boy like to have my grandkids around. That's not what this is. No, this is big boy football. Yep, it's time to grow up, Kirk. No, it is. It's it's past time, Trent. Yeah, it's past time. Be the adult. Yep, it's past time. Should have never been in this spot. Certainly nope. not in the, not not for this uh, not for this length of time. It's going to be fascinating during the next couple of weeks to see what kind of what if any changes are going to be made to this uh, to the personnel. I mean, you cannot trot Deacon Hill onto the field as your store, starter at Wrigley Field. You just can't do it for his sake. Mm-hmm. I felt awful for Petrus last year, not because he was bad. He is bad. Yeah, but I felt bad that they kept putting him back out there to be, take the brunt of it. Look, I get it. It was this what this play would have lived forever, ever. And that's the frustrating. That, that's right. what it was. Such an incredible. It was moment. amazing moment. The six guys surrounding him, yes. and somehow he gets out. Of I it know and gets into the end zone. And yes, to the letter of the law, I we disagree about is that part of a fair catch, an invalid fair catch reviewable. We're talking semantics here. Again, in the grand scheme of things, that was the thing. To be robbed of that. what was taken from Hawkeye To see P.J. Flex's face. Did you see that angle? Where you see Flex's face? Yes, he was shocked. Oh, it was so good. I mean, just to be able to see that Mm -hmm. idiot and... And then to get to see the joy out of him, ugh. He just... Well, he was in tears touching the pig. That... This is my rivalry game. And that's why it probably... It pisses me off even more. This is... It's not Iowa State for me. I'm sorry, Cyclone fans. It's not. It's just I don't have the same level. It's just I grew up going to Minneapolis, going to Iowa, Minnesota games. It's This is my rivalry game, and that's why, as a fan, it hurts more. That's mm-hmm. why, as a fan, being there and seeing that moment, it definitely hurts. That is where I come down on, look, there's now going to be no change. Do you get an apology letter? Great. I don't think they will. <laughs> and if they do, who cares? Right. Who gives a crap? What we do know is this offense stinks, uh-huh. but we do know, and their unwillingness to change, to try something, to do something. They're just bad. We saw Utah on Saturday night. What did they do? They took their most dynamic playmaker, who happens to be a defensive back. They moved to offense. He had, what, over 150 yards of total offense over there, and boy, they looked really good Yeah, and they beat did. USC. That sure did. They did it with a backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. Not Cam Rising, not a guy that people consider well, a Heisman Dark By the way, out for the year. Did you see that? I did, yeah. They... Actually, did it. Kyle Whittingham tries. Yep. Is Kirk Ferris trying? I don't know. Or is he just, he is so stuck Going in his through ways. The motions. Yeah, we're just, we do it this way and that's mm-hmm. it. And that's, coaches in general, I am a big fan of any coach. It's not just about the system, it's about evolving, adapting what you have. You're not adapting to what you have. You're out your top two tight ends, your best playmakers offensively. You have a stable of running backs, three running backs, I think, that are all pretty talented. Is mm-hmm. that fair? Caleb Johnson. Jazion Patterson, LaShawn Wilk, all pretty good college running backs at minimum. Yep. Have you ever seen them in the backfield together? Nope. Have you ever seen one line up in the slot? <sighs> you got jet sweep motion. Couldn't you use that with a guy that's actually a running back? You'd like to think. Let's think outside the box here. Yeah. Instead of beating your head against the wall and doing the same garbage that hasn't worked in three years, try something. Nope. 
We're just going to keep doing the it's, same. It's incredible. They wasted the the best defense in program history last year. This mm-hmm. defense is really good this year. Yep. Um, they've got a great weapon in Tory Taylor, and more than above average uh, kicker. Uh, and Stevens got a big late. That's the other part of this whole thing. When they got the ball back with a buck forty or whatever it was left, they had a timeout and fifteen yards puts him yeah. in field goal range. And with the wind at his back, he could have kicked a fifty-seven, fifty-eight yarder. Yeah, it's you needed fifteen yards, and yet it's all you're asking. It felt hopeless. It and then did. the first play, Zach, it's yeah. over. Pick game over. Yeah. I don't know, which which hawk was he throwing it to? Like, <laughs> there was two which golfer. There. Which golfer was he throwing it to? There's two guys over there. And again, it comes down to route concepts. Something that we've complained about for a half a decade now. What are they trying to do mm-hmm. offensively? Mm-hmm. They don't have a clue. Well, remember that story? I think it was two summers ago. That I think it was Doctorman did, and it was Brian Ferentz going back and he kept rewatching a four yard run against Northwestern over and over and over again. He was on a plane and he watched the thing like a hundred times apparently. Just one four yard. Why? Why? What are you going to learn from that? Work smarter, right? Not longer. Work smarter. That guy doesn't know how to work smart. No. If you're watching the same four yard run a hundred times on a plane, you're not doing work. Look around the country. Look what other people are doing. Look at the adaptability that is out there. And there's no chance. He has. No clue. Anytime after the scripted plays, they do nothing. Two yards of offense in the second half. And how many of those plays are there? Is it 15? Is he script 12, 20, 15, 10? Yeah, I mean, it's usually 15 is kind of the number that's thrown out there, but whatever it is. Maybe it's a couple dry zores. Maybe it's, yeah, maybe it's 16, maybe it's 20. But after that, in game, he doesn't know. Yeah. He's just throwing crap against the wall. There is no rhyme or reason. You know what? You just triggered something in my head. Speaking of throwing, that's a bad look. Pelting the field with objects, etc. Especially as close as the bench, as close as the uh, gopher side. I know you don't like Phil Fleck, and maybe no. you're rooting for him to take one in the head. I don't know. <laughs> no, probably not that far. Okay, that's too far. Yeah, yeah. But that's a bad look out of Hawkeye. Yeah. Again, I they're not alone. I mean, no. At the time, it's it's the most. It would have been the most. The greatest play a lot of you will ever see in person. There's no doubt. I mean, you think of the great wins. Well, they're walk-off field goals. Yeah. The Drew Tate play, that was because of the incompetency of true. the coaching staff. Uh, not Drew realizing Tate doesn't that, know it. Yeah, that the clock was going to run after a yeah. flag and a start for signal. And the ref doing this, yes. winding his arm. And they're just standing around. What's he doing that for? Well, well, well the clock's running, and the clock's going to end on this play. But short of that, they're walk-off field goals. Yeah. Greatest Kinnick moment, mm-hmm. walk-off field goals. This was that. Yeah, it was. That was to win a game mm-hmm. like that. Look, it, this is not a Hawkeye fan thing. What was the Tennessee game a few years back, I think it was, where same thing happened. They had to stop the game for 15 minutes to get things. I think Lynn Kiffin was involved in that one. Oh, he was involved yeah. in that one yeah, yeah. when he went back there. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Uh, these things happen. This is not. No, it's, it doesn't make no. it right. It's, no. it's a bad look. It but, is, yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a bad look. Um, I'm guessing at some point every fan base will. Well, there's idiots everywhere, right? All right, it's 11.25. We'll uh, open the phone lines. If you want to chime in, I'd love to hear from you. We've uh, pushed uh, Alex Bussy back for till 11.45. We'll preview the second half for... Uh, for Iowa State. Boy, just when you thought K-State was down, did you see them this weekend? Yes. Jesus. Jesus. Here they come. Yes, I'll say. They figure it out at the quarterback position? Looks like they have. They did some new things, Trent. And how about, speaking of bad calls, the spot in the Houston-Texas game. Oh, my God. Woof. That, that cost, that was a yard. They yes. missed that by a yard. How incredulous do you have to be on that one? Uh, this is, we're talking about a very... We're diving deep into the rule book for the one that we're talking about here. This no, look, and I'll be honest, I didn't know the rule. I, I had no idea. I never, I didn't know the rule. Yeah, and the the back and forth, and 
Hey, it's frustrating. You know it. Mm-hmm. I love you, Kenny. Yeah, I know we argue. Still. We don't argue very much. Oh, no, this was a good one. And I know it's different. Look, this is not me just talk show host. This is me fan. Yep. And it comes out from It did on Twitter. I, I, I try to stay away from that part of it, certainly on the radio side of things. I just couldn't. It was just so frustrating. You were robbed. Not, not literally robbed. Right, right. But, but that, you had that moment taken by a call that no one didn't. I mean, Phil Fleck didn't know. The O'Day thing is just, it's odd, isn't it? I guess... I get. I mean, I didn't like the fact you, that... You were, I remember a year ago, you were upset that Jack Campbell didn't get that touchdown. You were upset. Yeah, but I didn't... I, I was, well, sure I was. Mm-hmm. We should have got the touchdown. Yeah. But I, I don't remember who ref that one and then equated, oh, that's the same ref and ding, ding. But he, it, it, he was just the mouthpiece. He was regurgitating what was told in his ear. Where is the? Where do they look at this? I heard Pittsburgh. I heard the same thing. I thought everything was either Toronto for hockey or New York for football. Right. That's NFL. Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh, yeah. Uh, 11.27, time to uh, claim some NIL money. KXNO.com right now. The keyword is dollar. Your chance to win $1,000. Dollar at KXNO.com. Miller and Condon. Phone lines are open. You want to chime in? We never do this. You're welcome to. Uh, we'll do that when we come back. If you don't, we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk to Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Alex Bussey coming up here at about 11.45 on Iowa State's Des Moines Sports Station, 106. Single month. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KX. And no, Alec Bussey coming up in about 12 minutes. We'll talk Iowa State preview the second half of the season with Mr. Bussey. Coaches, they'll have their media day tomorrow. You're 100% right. Why are the coordinators for the Hawks taking the week off? Ooh. Not a good look. Justin, thanks for being patient. Uh, 515-284-5966. We have uh, time for a few calls. If you'd like, uh, Justin, thanks for being patient. What's on your mind? Yeah, absolutely, guys. Uh, thanks. Um, so I was at the game, and the thing I can't get past is the ball hit the ground. So I've seen a lot of football in my time, and I've seen a guy call for a fair catch, and then the ball hits the ground. They can feel it after that. So my thing is, I, what I can't get past is, I, once the ball hits the ground, anything that happened prior to that, I think I feel like is null and void. It's not what the rule what do you is. Think about that. Yeah, no, the rule it's is not fair to the returner or to the kicking team. Yeah, and and actually, we saw at least once, maybe twice, the Minnesota kid catch it on a bounce after calling for a fair catch. And the ball's, ball's brought back. It's dead right there. Yeah, yeah. there's there's no chance uh, of that. The be, because you call for a fair catch and the ball hits the ground, it's no longer a fair catch. It's a live ball. But it, but it's not In, because they because no? the yep. the folks that are running down to make the play, mm-hmm. they're pulling up. Yep. 
Yeah. Okay. All right. I was just curious what you guys thought about that. That that was the thing that got you know, that that I was stuck on. I was like, well, the ball hit the ground. Yep. For crying out loud. And okay, cool, man. Well, hey, thanks a lot, guys. Thank you, Justin. Thanks, Appreciate Justin. it. Yep. Oh. Had another uh, caller that chimed in and talking about the way the rule is basically set up in that the invalid versus the valid part, and that's that's the part that is kind of difficult to decipher is. Why is the rule in place? The invalid fair catch. Why did they have to put that rule in? Well, it was to deceive the kick right. team, right? Yes. Was there any deceivement? Did you see any gopher pull up? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. But that doesn't... I, I just don't think they knew. I don't think they knew the rule. And, and you could see, I think it was 35, actually dives to try yes. and make a play and Absolutely. ends up out of bounds because DeGene shakes him off his back, yeah. then makes that little spoon move and left everybody with ankles broken and off he went. Because there was no deceivement there. That is not... No deception, just, right? Right. They were not... Krupa DeGene was not trying to deceive them. I'm going to get them one over here. I'm going to trick them. Yeah, and then return look, it for look the Fleck after the game and Fleck today sounds like, oh, I knew this all along. <laughs> Shut up. No, he didn't. Yes. I don't think, the very few, look, again, I didn't know the rule. <laughs> I was behind the gopher bench. They were pointing at the sideline. They thought, the reason that they thought there should have been a replay is because he, he went out, out of bounds. bounds. Yeah, and he didn't. And he didn't. And, and again, I, I get why Ferentz is pissed because, at least at the time, uh, it was he was under the impression that they would going back to the replay to see if he stepped out of bounds. But that official that was the one that I guess you know told him what they're looking at. How did he know? I don't know if he knows. I think you just get buzzed that the play is under review um, and go from there. Uh, let's take Paul. Paul, welcome to the program. Paul, how are you? I'm doing well. One thing that really bothers me the most is if it was perceived to be a possible penalty. Why wasn't a flag? No, it wasn't a it wasn't a penalty. It's not a penalty. This isn't. A, it's not illegal. Okay. The well, ball is dead then, at that point. Once he waves, um, the play is over. Essentially, at that point. Okay. That's why then, no penalty. Then, okay, I can see that. Then, but why wouldn't then somebody whistle? Blow a whistle to indicate yeah. that the play was. Fair, I, I fair, agree with you, Paul. There's point. eight officials out there. Not one saw it because you don't. Could could you make the case, Paul and Trent, that like I said earlier, when you know when a quarterback arm is going forward and and it, and his arm is stopped and the ball comes out and it's on the ground and a linebacker picks it up and runs it in and they let the play continue mm-hmm. because you don't want to take a touchdown off the board because you blew your whistle. Mm-hmm. Can you make that equation? You could. I don't believe it though. No, I don't either. I'm yeah. just I don't to... think any of those eight officials saw that live on the field. And when you slow it down at the level that you are, so when you're maybe, watching it on replay... Maybe we should be applauding the replay official because he knew the rule and got it right. <laughs> I don't know if he can review it, though. We'd read that part of it differently. I think I th- You can, is, you can yeah. review a fair catch, not an invalid I believe fair catch. The, um, I believe the drive, and I don't know what the Murph and Annie have cooked up. I talked to a high school official. Paul, thanks for the call. Um, you bet. Thanks. Guys. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, I spoke with a high school official, and you know he's a, he's a white hat, but he doesn't have replay in, in his ear, so... Um, I, I don't know that part of it 1,000%, but I think that the drive with Heather and Sean are efforting uh, getting a former uh, Big 12 official on the show. RJ, welcome to the show, RJ. How are you? Pretty good. Just a couple quick things. One, when a, when a play goes to review, you can review all aspects of that play. Yep. Uh, I know you guys were questioning that early on the show. I didn't hear if you guys came to a conclusion on that, but that's, uh, you can do that. And then as far as... Um, who get or who's making the call? That replay official can say, "Hey, uh, according to such and such a, a rule, uh, this 
you know, this could fall under that. And then the official on the field, the referee, makes that call based on his judgment. So it wasn't the guy... It, it wasn't Pittsburgh. It was the actual guy uh, actually looking under the under the tarp. Or this is what we saw. That's how it. That's how it, that's how it should be. Yeah. Uh, and it, they give them. They give them all the information that they need. Yeah. And then the official on the field makes the call. So you know maybe they didn't recognize it on the field, but then once it's like, oh hey, just so you know, this is uh this is a rule. The waving of the arm. Step in and be like, yeah. yeah. Yep. So then they'll step in and make that call. RJ, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Chad is next. Chad, welcome. How are you? Hey, I'm great, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I love your show. Thank you. Hey, uh, you talked about dead ball. It's a dead ball situation. How many of these dead ball calls can you actually review? Like, what not it an unsportsmanlike dead ball? Isn't false start dead ball? Like, I don't see any of those reviewed to change, change a, a, a play. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you, and that's a part that I struggle with too, Chad. Is I just don't understand how. I, Ken and I disagree that it's a. How about every call. scoring play? Yeah. So, Dejean scored. Oh, why they replayed it? Yeah, yeah. I have no problem oh. with them replaying it. That's I do. <laughs> <laughs> because I love your honesty, Chad. Yeah, Thanks for the call. I, I really, I mean, they were viewing to see if he stepped out of bounds. Uh-huh. But then, then once you do that, every, everything comes into play. Uh, Jeff, and then we got to take a break. Jeff, uh, welcome to the program. Jeff, how are you? Good. I just want to just, you know, kind of say something completely different. Can we all agree that one play doesn't change a game? No. Can we all? Uh, yes, absolutely. Agree with you. Okay. Yes. Number I mean, two. yeah, okay, fair. Oh, it was a huge okay. play. Yeah. It was, it was I mean, it was, it, Iowa wins the football play. game if that play is it, upheld. They lose the football under, game because I, it wasn't. Now, Calc Manners would have had another chance, and he was about to explode. <laughs> right, right. I, I understand that. I, that. At 2.30, I want to go play golf, okay? And I'm just the biggest sports fan as you two. I call the show all the time. I want to go play golf. I can't stand watching this That's offense. Tough, and I'm not the only one. And I, we talk about season tickets. We talk about... Uh, fans, you know what the ratings are for mm-hmm. for you know professional and college sports. Something has to change. Forget about the refs. In the future, okay, moving forward, we know who's coming to the big the Big Ten. Moving forward, what is going to change? It was a great play. I wish they would have made the right call or the correct call. If it wasn't the call, fine. But you're telling me the best quarterback at Iowa in the no, I'm not Iowa telling you that. Is this? Is this? It's terrible. It 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 makes me want to vomit, and I and I think that's pretty sad to no. say. I'm at that point, Ken. You're not alone. You're not alone. Jeff got to run. Uh, Mike and Altoona. We're big in Altoona today. Yes, uh, over in Eastern Polk County. Hello, Mike. You're the last caller. Hey. Welcome. What's going on, guys? Good to talk to you. Uh, you too. Hope you guys had a great weekend. Yes, I, thank I, you. I understand focusing on the the gene font return. But I think the bigger focus ought to be we had 127 yards total offense. <laughs> yeah. Two or six or whatever. It was two in the second was. half. Two in the second half, yes. Two in the second half. And we, as you guys discussed earlier, needed 15 yards to give Drew Stevens a chance. And it felt impossible. And yeah. it did. Yep. Even before I wasn't the able to watch the game. I'm lucky you. Down, but... <laughs> consider yeah. consider yourself lucky. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Thanks, you Mike. Guys have a great day. Yeah, you too. Appreciate the call. Good to hear from you. Did when they got the ball though? After all right, here it is. With them up before the 
No, I didn't think they were going to get Even, there was not the slightest, you know, no. just one pass play. Just, that's all it's going to take. No. No, I didn't think there was a chance. Little, hit yeah. two yards, a total offense in the second half. Two yards. I've, and I've never seen this level of ineptitude. No. I truly haven't. And, and I hate to say this about the kid, and you feel the same way. It's the worst college quarterback I've ever seen. He's brutal. In a Power 5 conference? Yeah. yeah. He's completing 36% of his it's just, passes. It's just, just mind-boggling. 36 We're not talking about Air Force, Navy. Right. There's no triple option here. 36%. Cyclone conversation uh, for, uh, next. We'll get back to the Hawks with Scott Dockerman coming up at 12.05. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106. com for details. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Ten minutes before noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Iowa State out for a bye week. They get back into it this weekend. Baylor. Baylor, since he was a... I thought Baylor was going to blow him out, and since he comes roaring back and... Uh, uh, it's a winnable football game for yes. the Clones, is how we'll put it. Uh, let's get to Alec Bussey, Cyclone Alert, 24-7 Sports. Alec, Trenton, Ken, good to speak with you off of bye week. Uh, before we get into the football and looking ahead, and I, this is a, you know, a, a guess um, that you might have spoken to somebody about the top-secret scrimmage. Uh, Otzelberger taking his team over to Nebraska and taking on Creighton. The, I heard it was a close game. I heard that Creighton uh, prevailed by by three points. I mean, it's, a, it's a, an exhibition game, but did you hear anything coming out of it, Alec? Even, uh, you know, seemingly the smallest of nugget, or maybe you've got some great intel that you want to share. Any, any news that you uh, were able to ascertain on the scrimmage, Alec? Yeah, um, I heard a few things from it. Um, I was basically I was basically told from a few sources to keep most of uh, keep most of the conversation there. So I'll do that and speak pretty vaguely about it. Um, I know Iowa State got a lot of guys playing time. Um, their main goal, from what I understand, was basically to um, get guys in a rotation, really work on their things, work on their defensive steps, their offensive principles. Um, and less so focused on actually winning the specific game. I know they feel really well about how a couple guys played. So, like I said, overall, uh, don't want to give away too many details yeah. from what I've heard, but I know that they left they left the scrimmage or the exhibition, whatever you want to call it, um, feeling like that they were in a good spot. And obviously, you know, Creighton's, Creighton's expected to be a really good team. Yes. They're in the preseason top 10 or top 15 or whatever. They've got um, Ryan Cockburner on the inside. Trey Alexander's really good um, on the wing as well. So, um, you know, I don't think there's anything to be too discouraged about, uh, you know, if Iowa State did, did fall a little short, like you suggested there. Yeah, better way to put it is scrimmage, too, is most yes. exhibition. A- yep. a- absolutely. A- any player, anything that you can note, any guy that they thought played well or surprised maybe how well they played in the scrimmage? Yeah, I think that they were um, they were pretty impressed with the way that Tame and Lipsey played. Um, from what I understand, it, I was told he was one of their better players. Didn't talk too much about the freshmen. I know that they're still kind of trying to work those guys in and make sure that they're they're fully ready for the season, which is only about two weeks away now because um, that starts. I think December sixth, so we're we're legitimately two weeks away yeah. from from college basketball season starting now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I know that they were pretty pretty happy with the way um, some of the members of their backcourt played. Let's uh, let's get into this past week, and of course, Iowa State was off, but we gave us an opportunity. Uh, to to see some of the other games, Central Florida pushed Oklahoma. Mm. That surprised the heck out of me. Um, but what lays what lies ahead for for Iowa State, of course, is Baylor. We saw Baylor and Cincinnati. The game was on ESPN Plus. Shapen's a good player, uh, but this is a Baylor team that I don't think that they're as good as 
maybe some perceive them to be in the in the preseason. I guess where I'm going here, Alec, is this is a game that Iowa State can get on the plane and go to Waco. Um, they're a slight underdog, but a neutral field. Vegas is saying that you know, Iowa State would be a slight favorite. This is a winnable game. Yeah, I, I do think it's a winnable game. And I know I've said this to you guys on the past and different hits on your show that I feel like if Iowa State wants to go to a bowl game, they probably needed to win at Cincinnati and they probably needed to win at Baylor. Um, I think Baylor's one of the three or four worst teams in the Big 12, to be completely honest with you. Um, you know, put them in the conversation with, with Cincinnati, probably with Houston. Um, I mean, Texas Tech is maybe in that conversation yeah. at this point as well. Um, and I think you have some fraudulent teams like West Virginia, who's, who's a four and three at this point, but, um, they've lost back to back games. So I, I think this is a game that Iowa State probably should win, especially when you factor in the fact that they're coming off of a bye week. Um, and all the extra prep that they were able to get there and some opportunities to get healthy at key positions, um, get some recovery, and then just to get a little bit of a mental break, get away from things for a weekend, I think is valuable as well for people who are between that 18 to 22 age gap. Uh, but, yeah, this is a game that I think Iowa State feels like that they should probably win or need to win. By week, sometimes you see some wrinkles put in, things like that. Now, this is a young team. Maybe that is different here. What do you anticipate? I mean, as we see, offensive line's improving. With it, the offense is improving. Rocco is becoming very, very solid out there at the quarterback position. Do you anticipate some wrinkles and kind of bi-week extras that they throw in this week? Or is it, with the young team, just keep doing what we're doing? Yeah, I think it's got to be keep doing what you're doing, um, especially with how well they've been playing for the last three or four weeks. They've won three of their last four games heading into this weekend at Baylor, and obviously you got the bye weekend um, in there as well, of course. But I think that it's keeping the main thing the main thing, keeping your routine the same, because whatever you have the plan of doing, it's it's worked. Um, I think you want to stick with that at your Iowa State because it's got you trending in the right direction. So um, big opportunity this weekend to get in the win column and get up to your fifth win and um, stay in second place in the Big 12. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Iowa State, for the most part, has been... Um been very fortunate as far as lack of injuries. I, I, it, it, it seems um, that uh, Cartavius Norton, he's got a couple of minor issues, so the time should help him. But for the most part, they're pretty healthy uh, go, going into the bye week, were they not? Or am I missing somebody? They were. Um, I, they, to my knowledge, they haven't suffered a season-ending injury to any player on the roster yet this season. Knock on wood, you hope that doesn't happen yeah. to anyone on any team. Of course, uh, so that that's fortunate, especially for a team that's young um, and a team that's inexperienced and a team that prides itself on development um, and getting guys on the field when they're, you know, juniors and seniors are in their third year of school rather than their first or second year of school. Um, so I think that that's been key for Iowa State. One of the reasons that they've kind of been able to turn things around just a little bit. We've been waiting for Jaden Higgins to break out, and he certainly did against Cincinnati. Sign of things to come. We've been so used to Iowa State having that ace number one guy out there. Is Higgins that now? I don't think he's their number one. I still think I would lean Jalen Knoll, but I think that Higgins has proven that he's capable of making some big plays. He's capable of being a good threat down the field. Mm -hmm. He's shown that a few times this season. It was at 172 receiving yards, um, if I remember correctly off the top of my head. Over there at Cincinnati, he had... Um, two catches in the end zone against um, Iowa and Ohio in back-to-back weeks as they were trying to mount their comeback when things weren't going as well for um, for Iowa State earlier in the year. But, yeah, I think that this is he's certainly an important piece, and I think he's a really important piece because 
so much of the passing game early in the season was directed towards the tight ends, and it felt like they needed to diversify things and get the ball outside a little bit more and maybe a little bit vertically as well. Um, and I think that he has allowed them to do that because he's a bigger, longer, more athletic wide receiver, um, and he started to play well in signs of consistency as well. Uh, against Cincinnati, it seemed like the the offensive uh, part of the game plan anyway. Shieldhouse wanted to let Rocco Beck do more with uh, with his feet. Um, he didn't have a ton of yards, but you know, of course the sacks. I'm not sure there were many of them, if any, go against him. But it, it, he ran the ball more. Was that out of necessity, or were, are they trying to get him, you know, to uh, to use his legs more if a play's not there? Yeah, so that is a situation where Cincinnati's got one of the top rush defenses in the country. Dante Corleone is one of the better He's a hell uh, of a tackle. And he's a sophomore, the, correct? Yes. Yeah, he was a true freshman last year. Well, a retro freshman last year at Cincinnati. Um, it was a third-team All-American, I believe, via the AP. So, um, you know, that makes it tough to run with your tailbacks, especially up the middle. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the designs um, that they had for, for Rocco back to get involved with the running offense was more so because they knew that they might need um, they knew they might need his ability to to make plays happen with his feet and extend plays. I think, and he's shown that he's been able to do that at different points this season. So I think that that's more where it came from than anything. Gotcha, Alec. What have you got coming up? Of course, press conferences tomorrow. You'll have that opportunity. What can we look forward to this week at CycloneAlert.com? Yeah, we are still preparing for basketball season. We'll have some features go off this week on a few different Iowa State players. Um, that we've had the pleasure of talking to in the last couple of weeks. Um, working on finishing out my Big 12, um, closing thoughts on Week 8, and that's quickly become one of um, our readers' favorite things to read every week. It's good reviews, so make sure to check that out. Um, and then we'll be down at Baylor, we hope, um, covering which should hopefully be a pretty exciting, pretty entertaining game. Good stuff. On the road with the clones, Alec Bussey off to Waco. Good stuff, Alec. We'll talk to you next Monday. Have a wonderful week. Thanks for sharing the intel that you could. We'll talk to you next week. Alec Bussey on Cyclones, CycloneAlert.com, Hour 2 next. Scott Dockerman kicks it off from The Athletic.